If you could multiply something 50 times, what would that something be? Milkshakes? Minutes in the day? How about money? The Virginia Lottery's 50 times the money scratcher gives you 25 chances to win on each ticket. You could win up to $3 million playing 50 times the money. Yeah, multiplying money sounds like fun. No offense to milkshakes. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Everyday wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Welcome to episode 112 of the Binge Boys podcast, hosted by myself and Miss Kaylee. Once again, we're doing a binging batch today. We are here. We're going to talk about the newest episode, uh, one away from the finale. We'll talk about the performances, um, the couple that we lost, as well as this pretty cool article that Kaylee found about the really strict rules that Bachelor contestants have to follow. Um, yeah, so then, uh, I guess we'll just get right into it. Let me, let me get that music queued up and we'll, uh, just get right into it. Sweet. How are we, Kaylee? We're fantastic. Alive and thriving. We are alive and thriving. Um, shouts to RT for recommending I get this shirt. Nobody here knows who that is, but Kaylee does, and that's all that's important. Love RT. RT. Love RT. Um, here we are. We are on week five of Binging Batch. Um, one away from the finale of Listen to Your Heart. Uh, what did you think of last night's episode, Kaylee? Um. I feel like it was super anticlimactic. I think it wasn't that great. And then it just made me really sad that Ryan and um, Natasha messed up. Or I guess Natasha was the one that messed up. But it just made it very obvious on who was going to go home. Yeah. There wasn't really much of a mystery. Um, Let's let's hit that right off the top. Um, We lost Ryan and Natasha. Kind of a surprise. um, Just from the... It's crazy how much like the scenes that the producers cut together from like previous weeks to make it look like Matt and Rudy were going to really struggle really hardcore this episode, which they did. But, um, you know, like we both thought last week, I'm pretty sure I said the words last week that if there's any character on this show that is never shedding a tear, it's Natasha. Right. Here she is last night bawling her eyes out. Right. And I was like, wow. Like, I immediately thought back to that comment. was like, well, I was wrong. Um, right. And I was super wrong because I thought they were going to win it all. I thought I they mean, got the record deal. So Yeah. I mean, shit. We, that, that was a surprise to me. I mean, it wasn't a surprise once we saw their performance because we were like, oh, yeah, that's the weakest of the, of the four. They're definitely going home. I found their performance very odd. We'll get to it when we when we cover the performances, but yeah, let's talk about, let's kind of talk about how this episode played out. So they, so Chris Hansen comes in and he's like, we're going to Las Vegas. Everybody get on a tour bus. And there's a different tour bus for each couple. And the first three couples, they get to Vegas, no problem. But Matt and Rudy's bus just takes a pit stop somewhere. Right. Which is totally I remember watching that and I was like, did they like pay off the producers or something to like not go to Vegas? So it was 100% staged by the producers. There's no way that they would have 
like went off of the original route. So they're 100% planned to kind of go off, which is, again, it's just the producers literally knowing everything, which when Logan and I go talk a little bit more about the article that I found that talks about all the rules of The Bachelor, um, one of them is that not a single moment can be not like not videotaped. Yeah. Like any type of interaction between any type of person cannot not be on video. And so literally every single aspect of their relationships are on tape. And you know, those producers are like sitting with a bowl of popcorn every night, like scheming on, oh, okay. Like <laughs> living Which, all their lives at the same time. Like it's I was just- thinking the same thing. Like I want to see, I want to be on a fly on the wall inside the editor's room where they're just cutting clips together and, cutting together the episodes because it's got to be hours and hours of work really honestly and it kind of it now makes me appreciate that the episodes are two hours long they're videotaping every aspect of an entire week and able to shove that in a two-hour time period that is some that is some hard dedication that's wild it's those i hope they're being paid overtime because you know they're working it right exactly Um, so maybe, yeah, they, they take a little maybe they needed this quarantine more than any of them. Yeah, they really did. They needed a break. So they take their little pit stop, they have their little moment together. Um, is that where they confront each other, or is that before they have their little spout? So basically that's when she mentioned to him that she was falling in love with him. Yes. And he just kind of said thank you I appreciate you saying that but didn't really say anything about his feelings which is where he definitely messed up I don't I don't agree with the fact that Matt should say that he loves her that he should be falling for her or anything like that like his emotions are completely valid like he if he's a slow person then he's slow and that's just the show shouldn't change that aspect of him but he should at least clarify about where his emotions are. Kind of like he did off, like when he was away from Rudy, when he was just talking to the producers and he said something along the lines of, am I falling for her? Not yet. Like, do I see myself doing it later? If we continue on the path that we are, I absolutely do. Like if he would have said something like that to her, I think that's the type of clarity she needed, but just like not saying anything and just kind of staring off at an angle like half the time was not okay at all. Yeah. That's the that is 101 of communication, boys. You have to say you have to say something. <laughs> you gotta say something and they want to know you obviously they obviously want to know where you're at or where your head's at and just be honest. Like yeah, that's what it was really nice when they were practicing their music and one of the band guys was like hey, like, is there something going on? Like, during this one part, you both just kind of lose your spark. Is something happening? And he, Matt came up and was like, yeah, you know what? This is a really hard experience. Doing this whole thing is very emotional and it's very hard. But if it wasn't for Rudy, I would be gone. Like, I would not be doing this. And I, and then at that moment, I was like, okay, that's the type of thing she needs to hear. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not very good at showing emotion, but he is good, like, like he's not good about showing his emotions to Rudy herself, but, like, when it comes to other people, whenever other people are, like, asking about Rudy, he's like, yeah, dude, she's awesome. Like, I'm totally into this chick. But, like, when it becomes just them two, he's just mm-hmm. like, uh, 
I, I don't know. I think, I think his big thing is either, A, it takes him a while to process his emotions to the point that he can talk about it. Like, if you say something to him right on the spot, like, he struggles. He has to be yeah. thinking about it a little bit beforehand. Or, two, he's too nervous to tell her or explain to her his emotions because he's worried that she's going to question him into, like, a pigeonhole. Yeah. Of her just asking all these questions back to back to back. And as he's being vulnerable and opening up, it's not going to be enough for her. So right. she's keep hounding him. And he's like, I'm not ready for that. Like, I'm not ready for the hounding. Right. So they, everybody else gets to Vegas. They're all chilling in their hotel suite or whatever. Matt and Rudy finally show up and then they go on. Um, Trevor and Jamie go on like a little ice rink date. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the other dates? They're completely slipping my mind right now. Um, Natasha and Ryan, they went on a, they went um, bulldozing. Like they had the excavators yeah. and the bulldozers and they were destroying things. Yes, that's it. it. That looks so much fun. Like I, I definitely knew that was in Vegas and I thought about doing it when I went there for my 21st birthday. Yeah. Yeah, that looked like a lot of fun. Um, Chris and Bree, they went to the wedding chapel. Yes. Same for the couple, which gave us what we talked about last week is that we thought that they were getting married and they're going to be forfeited, but they weren't. Um, which I found it very tacky that they put her in a white dress. Yeah. Kind of- there. But it was weird because the other bride wasn't wearing a white dress. I mean, the whole thing is untraditional, so I guess who cares, but... Yeah, but again, the producers knew what they were going to do, so they're like, let's get her in something white. Right. They definitely wanted to mess with it, and I'm very interested to see what happens these upcoming weeks based on the previews of Bree saying, like, something's off here, and I've always trusted my gut or something like that. I'm like, what is about to happen? I mean, next week's the finale. Like, Right. Are we getting like a which is crazy because I feel like so much still has to be addressed mm-hmm. like based on that preview. I wonder if they're going to do what they do with regular bachelor and have like part one on Monday and part two on Tuesday. Oh, um, I can hope they do to be honest on what they do there. So um, depending on their episode schedule, um, maybe the pod will come uh, a day later. So, but, um, but either way, regardless, um, so they all have their little dates they all have fun together. I think the main highlight, like they really focused in on Trevor and Jamie's relationship in this episode. This this episode belonged to Matt and Rudy and Jamie and Trevor. Right. Um, Natasha and Ryan and Bree and Chris kind of took a backseat. I mean, they still showed them plenty, but this really focused in on Jamie and Rudy. Right. Um, I really liked Jamie and uh, Trevor's date. I thought it was pretty cool. They played a little bit of hockey. Um, yeah. Two comments about that date. One, Jamie that was not appropriate. I don't know how she was not freezing. It oh, was, yeah, I know. I was like, girl, what? You're on ice right now, but that's fine. And then two, Trevor is surprisingly a very good ice skater. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, coincidentally, <laughs> Trevor is like really good at ice skating. Yeah, but. he like picked her up and he was like doing turns. And I'm like, every time I'm out there, I'm like a cat. Like on ice, I'm like, uh, 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 no, 
nope, nope. Get me off as soon as you can. When I'm on the ice, you get if you need to find me, just look around the rim of the yes. ice. I'm holding on to the wall. <laughs> yes, that is me too. So I push off the wall a little bit to see if I have any balance, but then I am like starting to stumble, so I just grab back onto the wall. I'm, I'm horrible at ice skating. Yeah, my big irrational fear with ice skating is I'm going to fall and my hands are going to be on the ice and then someone's going to come by and skate oh, my oh, feet on the ice. That is my irrational fear. Oh, God, um, just, and my ice skating shoes hurt. Like, yeah. unless you own your own, they're worse than bowling shoes. Like, they just, ugh, like, you just get sore. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm no. I'm not a theater fan. Good thing I live in the South, but. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so they had a cute date. They basically professed their love for each other. Jamie said, I think I'm falling for you. Trevor said, pretty sure the same thing. He said, I think I'm falling for you too. They shared a, a great moment. That was a, that was a cool thing. Um, and then we got uh, our performances with our judges. Our judges I found were, were kind of interesting. Jessica Simpson and her hubby. I'm not really sure what he does. Is he a performer? I don't know, but I did not realize that that was her husband. Like, cool. Totally happy for their love and stuff. It's just like a very interesting duo. I thought the same thing just because like, you know, we all know who Jessica Simpson is and like looking at him, I was like, he doesn't look like the kind of guy that Jessica Simpson's going for. Right, but they're in love, and that's awesome. So yeah, good for them. Um, <laughs> and then we get the singer of Train. Yeah, dude, I love Train. If we're talking about like bands, not artists, like not solo artists, but like bands themselves, Train is in my top five easily. Train is like a staple, like. I listened to them growing up. My dad listened to them a lot. I think the very first musical gift my dad gave me was a CD of Train. Yeah. Like I've seen them in concert. Love Train. Like Drops of Jupiter. Every time that comes on at like a, at a bar, you're like screaming the lyrics. Like yeah. you, everyone loves Train. Like, talk about talk about a band who has hits on hits on hits. Train. Right. Right. Is that band? I love Train. And then the Bachelor couple. Um, off, off, also awkwardly trains singer. I think his name is Pat Patrick, uh, uh awkwardly fifth wheeling, um, yes. <laughs> the two couples and then him by himself and his facial expressions the entire time. I couldn't tell what was about to come out of his mouth. Cause he would make a face like he was not happy with it. And then he turned around and be like, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Who was the bachelor couple? I didn't recognize them. Um, I should absolutely know because um, let's see. He, I actually wanted to talk about him a little bit. Um, Ari. Ari and Lauren, maybe? Oh my gosh. Who is Ari married to or dating? Ari and Lauren. So basically, I don't know how much you know about Ari's season of The Bachelor. Do you know I don't know much. Okay, so Ari. Ari was a jerk during like half his half his deal on The Bachelor. I'm sure he's gonna show up a bunch um in a few upcoming weeks when they do the like the spotlights of The Bachelor and Bachelorette while yeah. we don't have um 
some uh, Bachelors in Paradise, but he basically got down to the very end and he had two people and he had Lauren and Becca. And so Lauren Becca, it's the finale, right? He has proposed to one, one has to go home. And so he proposed to Becca and sent Lauren home. Okay. So you can probably already see where this is going. So yeah. he was engaged to Becca. He ended up ending his engagement with Becca a few weeks after the show and then turned around and proposed to Lauren. Like, wow. very shortly after, like the day after he proposed to Lauren. And what the heck? Like she got completely blindsided by the whole thing. And then she ended up being the next bachelor, bachelorette. Wow. And that was the birth of um, Colton. Oh, okay. Colton was on her season. Gotcha. And he ended up being the next bachelor. And then that's where Hannah B came along. And that was mm-hmm. our bachelorette. And wow. now we have, and then we had Peter from Hannah's season. And now we have our new girl. I already forget her name half the time because she wasn't on the previous season. They say her name on every other commercial. You think yep. we know it, but. I, I know her face. I just Is don't. Is it Stephanie? No. It's not Stephanie. It's Claire? We are so bad. Is it Claire? Well, it, who was our next bachelor? It's, I know her last name is Crawley. Yeah, Claire Crawley, I think. That's all right. Oh, you're so right. I'm so Wait, right. I knew it was like an alliteration thing. Claire, Craw- Claire yeah. Crawley. Say that 10 times fast. Claire Crawley. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, we. We got some pretty good performances. I had some some notes, as always. My notes in real time are always funny. Um, well, actually, they're not. They're not funny this time around. But um, Brie and Chris started it off. It was very intimate, like you said last week. I thought immediately to your comment. That's just Brie and Chris's performances are pretty much just them staring at each other for two. They minutes. literally they just stare at each other, and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, we can see the chemistry." And I'm like, "They're literally just." Staring at each other performing anyone can fake that right like could you imagine going to go see them live right after like say they get the record deal right and if you if after all this passes with the pandemic and they go on tour and you go see them you would literally just go and watch them stare at each other yeah and i would not go like i would pay money for that you're not getting you're not getting you're not having any fun no it's not great the only people that like I really would actually see is probably Rudy and Matt or Natasha and Ryan. Like those two couples can perform. Everybody else just kind of stares at each other and sings. Mm-hmm. And Jamie needs a lot of help before yes. he goes and tries to perform on a tour. Yes. Agreed. Um, Jamie needs some confidence. Um Let's get right to them. Jamie and Trevor, I, I, I thought that they killed it. I thought that they did yeah. really well. Her confidence was so much better during yeah. that performance. Like she didn't, you couldn't even tell she was nervous at all. Like there was no shaking, nothing. She was like dancing and like facial expressions and wasn't just staring at Trevor the entire time. So, yeah, she, yeah, she did a really good job. The and Jamie then, from last week's performances and the Jamie from this week's are almost two different people. Like, mm-hmm. yes, completely different behavior. Very much so. I bet the producers were like, okay, Jamie, you want to get your shit together. <laughs> you to do this. Matt and Rudy, uh, I, I put that they, they also killed it. They knocked them dead too. Um, 
I thought they did pretty well. They're like we've said last week, Matt and Rudy are just really good performers. They can hold their own, but then they also like come back. I thought that the ending of Matt and Rudy's though, like where Rudy like grabbed Matt and kind of like pulled him in. I thought that felt like forced because he was like unaware that that was supposed to happen. Right. That's the other thing is like someone said that their performance like was super intimate or they could see the chemistry. And like, I couldn't. No, like, I feel I like the time that like Rudy saying towards Matt or would lean into Matt, like he would lean away. And like, granted he's playing the guitar. So it's like really hard to be so in the moment, but. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking about that too. It's kind of unfair for them to judge like chemistry of them not like grinding up on each other, like being Chris, because Matt and Ryan usually are playing, and same with Brandon, they're all playing the guitar. So right. it's hard for them to like rub up on each other and show the chemistry when when they're like trying to play part of the song. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I put that they, they killed it. Um, all the performances were pretty good this week, except I was really weirded out by Natasha and Ryan's thing. Yeah. So before we get into them too much, let's talk about like, let me, let us just say like what songs they were singing. So yes. um, Jamie and Trevor, they came on with Just a Kiss by Lady Annabellum, which I think was really good for the both of them because Jamie's more of like a poppy singer um, and Trevor is more of a country singer. So I feel like that like mashed very, very well. Um, Brie and Chris saying, Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley, which happens to be, quote unquote, their song, um, I guess, on their very first date when they went to the guitar store um, in, I think, L.A. Um, yep. They were playing parts of that song together just while they were playing with the instruments. And it was super funny because Brie was like, oh my gosh, it's our song. Like, there's no, like, I don't know if they knew that or not. And I'm like, they know. They know, girl. They watched that guitar <laughs> center footage over and over again. They probably watched that one date of you guys maybe 25,000 times before they decided what parts they wanted to keep for the show. Exactly. It was probably stuck in their heads and they're just like, can't help falling in love. Just put it on there. Um, And then... um. Of course, Rudy and Matt sang Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, which is kind of what the whole thing, like this whole series or whatever is kind of based on that movie. Um, yeah. So, of course, that song had the slide in there at one point. And then we had Ryan and Natasha sing Perfect by Ed Sheeran, where they decided to kind of switch it up, which is it didn't really work for their favor. Brie and Chris kind of switched up Can't Help Falling in Love, but it was like a little fun and a little spicy, and it was towards the end. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan and Natasha just kind of completely flipped, this, flipped it all. Um, and, yeah, what was, like, one of your most cringy, like, when you were watching the performance where you're like, oh, no, this is not going to end well? <laughs> Um, I think I thought it most, if I'm thinking of the right performance, is it when Ryan like walked out like and did his like little guitar solo and was like, or was that Matt that did that during his performance? Uh, Part yeah. of me remembers Ryan like ditching the stage and walking down oh, like yeah. the middle. Yes. Like for the solo. And I was like, but the whole time I was watching their performance, I was like, this is not how this song is supposed to go. No. This was a slow wedding dance, like, like the 
you know, like this is not a song that like people should be getting up and like jumping and dancing to. This is a really slow, intimate song that they took and like put like spun it on its ass and like made like this poppy. Uh, like I just I was just like as soon as the song started, I was like, oh man, like they could have murdered the song together. They could have absolutely killed it right i agree because their voices like both their voices are like dying to sing like a very long out beautiful love ballad and they decided to make it poppy when like maybe natasha could come off as like a pop singer and i'm sure that's technically what her career is but like she can belt and he has such a john mayer voice to him like he could have yeah. led a lot of that song instead of kind of letting her take the lead. Like, I feel like it goes most of the time. And mm-hmm. where for me, where I was like, oh no, is when she handed him the microphone, handed him one of the microphones while he was playing the guitar. So he's holding a microphone and he's also playing the guitar. And it's like, brother. <laughs> you could tell that like once that happened, he was just like, what are you doing? Right. I was like, oh, it made a lot of sense after the fact when she mentioned that, like, she sang the wrong part, um, that it kind of all went downhill from there. Because when you have to improvise like that, when your art, your nerves already took a turn, like your nerves already flipped and you're going to have to clean it up. Like, it explains a lot why it just was not a great performance at all. Yeah, you can tell that, like, they... I mean, I don't want to say they didn't hurt rehearse enough, but like you could tell during the performance when she slipped up because he was like, uh, and she was like, uh, but we got to keep going type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just real awkward. So, um, and obviously we lost them. Wasn't very suspenseful because the other three couples pretty much killed it. Right. Um, so it wasn't very suspenseful. After, after Ryan and Natasha went, I was like, that's it, man. I mean, the only criticism that any other couple got was Bree and Chris. And that's when Pat said that some of Chris's notes weren't the best. Right. That's because Elvis's voice is really, really, really low. And Chris's voice is pretty high. So they like touched on how the pitch was off. But like, other than that, like everybody killed it. So we, we knew Natasha and Ryan were going home. Um, Right, it was worth that. As soon as they got kicked off, I immediately found them on Instagram. <laughs> oh, really? I wanted to see if they would continue on after this, but they're both being very secretive. So. Yeah, I I saw um what's her name's Natasha's Instagram post today where she like mentioned Ryan, but like it doesn't say like what their contents of their relationship is. It just says like we love creating music together, so we. We'll probably keep doing that, but it didn't touch at all on like we're in love or we're gonna keep dating or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ryan's basically said the same type of thing. It just said like I had this beautiful, outstanding partner, so on and so forth. Like there's more to come or some like something along that line, and that was basically it. And I was like, okay, I wanted yeah. to hear y'all kissing or something and saying that like you're madly in love, but it's fine. Right. I'll get over it. So next week is the finale. They're going to Nashville to perform. And um, looks like there's drama between Breen Chris, Matt, and Rudy. 
Um, didn't really look like there's much going on with Jamie and Trevor. I'm I. Part of me thinks Bree and Chris aren't winning this thing. I don't think they are, and I think I hate to say it, but I guess maybe Dr- Jamie and Trevor is going to win. Which, sure, I mean they've been basically locked since the first day, first episode. But I guess Bree and Chris have too. Um, do you know is Jamie from Nashville? Um, I thought she was from the South. I'm going to try to look at her Instagram. I thought she was from the South, but I could be wrong. Um, I know Jamie's got a single coming out soon. Yeah, it says Jamie 21 is from Nashville. Okay, so yeah. She got real excited um, when they announced they were going to Nashville. Which I think is kind of funny because in the traditional bachelor way i guess jamie and trevor both kind of got hometowns even though they didn't know each other's families because trevor's from la they were in la like when they were singing on the beach he was explaining like he used to come here and do this or whatever yeah and now they're going to nashville which is jamie's stomping grounds so so in a way, they both got to go in hometown. Yep, they both got to see where they're from. Kaylee, before, yeah, I know, right? Before we dive into those crazy bachelor rules, let's ditch out those winners, losers, favorite couples. Um, I'll rattle it off my, my first. I think the winner of the week um, is Jamie. Um, I think Jamie made a complete one eighty from her behavior in terms of like her confidence in performing on stage from the previous episodes. So I think she won um, this week. I tried real hard to think of any other winners, but honestly, everything else, there wasn't like a standout winner, I think, besides Jamie and Trevor. I think their relationship is definitely, no, that's a lie. I was going to say it's the most pure, but there's Bree and Chris. They exist. So, um, no, I think Jamie's the winner. Um, I think my loser, uh, the loser was hard because the obvious choice is Natasha, but I said Ryan, um, and I don't remember why. Maybe because he was, you know, he didn't fuck up the performance. Like he was going with, you know, what they rehearsed for all we know, and she's the one who kind of threw a wrench in it by accident. So maybe Ryan, I mean, he didn't look like he cared. All the guys on this show this season have been really good at, like, not showing their them being upset. Besides, I guess Sheridan. Sheridan was really beat up. But Ryan, Brandon, all the guys that have – Gabe, shouts to Gabe. Throwback to Gabe. I forgot about Gabe. Uh, they've all just been like, okay, that's cool. We're gone. But um, – and then my favorite couple still – uh, Trevor and Jamie. Okay. No, but Matt and Rudy, like, low key, might be my favorite. Like, it's. I kind of like them a lot too. I this episode really made me like them a lot more. I don't know. It's between those two. I mean, everybody loves Bree and Chris, but like, I don't know. It's it's hard. I really like Trevor and Jamie. Kaylee, dish out yours. What you? What you got in your head? Very different. So my winner of the week is Rudy. Um, 
because I feel like in previous episodes with her being as insecure as she is, whenever Matt acts a certain way, like she blows up, blows up, blows up. And I feel like this time she really kind of kept her cool. Like she didn't scream at him. She didn't go crying to another person on the show. She didn't do anything like that. Like a lot of her emotions were like super valid. Um, And so I think she handled herself very well and she handled herself in a way that most people would. And it was real. And a lot of her concerns were valid, which turns around and makes my loser of the week, Matt, because I think Matt did a very poor job of explaining his feelings, even though he's not in love with her, which is totally fine. No one said that you had to be, but the fact that she's just over here again, keeping her cool, but doesn't know where his head at is at all. And he's kind of being so like um, reserved that he's not even explaining, like, I like you a lot and I see a future with you. And I could put, I potentially see myself falling for you too. It's just, it takes me longer to get there. Yeah. Honestly, it would probably be enough and she would be fine and she probably wouldn't be crying, but yeah. Um, He, he just his yeah the way that he's just handling everything is a little awkward and weird for me it makes yep. me feel uncomfortable um because then he'll like kiss up on her and hold her or if she's like being crazy he'll like comfort her and it's like just use your words though please yeah. and then my couple that i really love i just really love the innocence of Brie and chris and I hope that whatever happens next episode in the finale, like they kind of get over it and that their sad songs that they have released now on like iTunes, Spotify, so on and so forth are not about each other. That's my hopes and my dreams, but who knows if I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> maybe, maybe the producers just cut together a bunch of clips of them like sad to throw us off to think that maybe someone else wins it. But- right. In terms of like falling in love, like these two, like they're done. Like they've they've got it. Like they're in love. They like they should win this thing. If another couple wins this thing, I will be very surprised. But if there's a runner-up, it's got to be Jamie and Trevor, right? Right. Um, unfortunately for Matt and Rudy, I mean, I like at this point, like I don't hate anybody. I love everybody that's in the show right now. All the drama we got rid of with Brandon and Julia. Um, which is surprising that they got rid of both Brandon and Julia at the same time. Right. I thought they would have kept one of them around just to like throw wrenches in, but like this is a very, but now that I think about it, this is a couple centric show. So Brandon would have had to leave. Right. Nobody the else likes really, it. The show has been very honest. Yes. To the whole falling in love, figuring it out thing, which is great because with Peter's season, And my whole scheme in my head that I mentioned last time is Peter's always been in love with Kelly. Kelly's always been the one. And he went on this journey and the producers were like, praise bad behavior, start drama, do this. When people are mad at you, just say you're sorry. Like, don't stand up for like, just kind of pushed yeah. So much fake. They pumped so much fake into that season. It's either that or just Peter should not have been the bachelor because he was not ready. 
no. or something like that. And I think that was pretty clear from the get go when Hannah B kind of came in and he was really struggling on letting Hannah B go or Hannah B stay like in the first couple episodes. And it's like, he ain't it. He ain't ready. He, he, he and he's a, he's a hopeless romantic that wants to love 50 people and it's not going to work. Um, so that just, I think that season just got so much ridicule that with this one, they're like, all right, we're just going to start from ground zero and let the real love show its colors, which is, I think has been great. It's been a really great season. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend it. I so do too. Anyone that's listening and hasn't watched, you should absolutely go watch it. Yes. 100%. Let's get into these rules, Kaylee. Yes. Uh, there is a Cosmopolitan magazine magazine article thing um out on the internet called 50 rules you didn't know bachelor and bachelorette contestants have to follow so Uh, let's let's rotate let's have you maybe you read five we'll stop to discuss if needed some of these are obvious but then some of them are i read through just the first like 10 and i was very surprised at some of them so um, I haven't even read the whole article, so I'm, I'm intrigued. So you go first, read us the first five, and we'll stop to discuss if needed. Yeah, just to give a shout out, though, to Mahara Bonner, who wrote this article, because a lot of it you had to read books. Uh, a lot of bachelorette, bachelor contestants wrote books about their experience. Um, I know that Colton just wrote a book about his experience with the show. So she had to do a lot of digging, interviewing, stuff like that to get to basically generate this article. Um, So let's start off. So the first one is obvious and it's that you can't tell anyone that you that you're part of the cast. A lot of people break that rule. They generally just tell their close friends and family. Um, I knew that a couple people were contestants before they went on because who can who can keep in that type of excitement? Come on. Yeah, it's like when like you see interviews with actors that get cast in like Star Wars or Marvel movies, and they're like, "We couldn't even tell our parents." I'm like, bullshit, dude! If I got casted in a Marvel movie, the first person I'm calling are my parents. Like, right. And like, the other thing is, like, you have to quit or call off of work. Yeah. You're like, I'm just going somewhere. Clearly, you have to mention or say something. Yeah. Um, sure, there's a giant NDA that they have to sign, like you have to do with most shows. I think the big one, though, that you can't tell anyone is who the next Bachelor or Bachelorette is going to be, because you yeah. know that before the rest of the public do. Um, so that's a big one that you can't tell anyone else. Um, you have to buy all your own co- all your own clothes. So clothes that are rewarded or gifted on the show, you don't have to pay for. So back when... Um, I don't even remember their names now. Becca and somebody earlier this season when they went on that date and tried on all the clothes. Oh, Becca and I don't know his name. I forget. Yeah. Danny. Danny. Yeah, Becca and Danny. They got they got to keep that kind of stuff. They didn't have to pay for it. But all the gowns that you see, um, all the dresses, all the stuff they wear on their dates, all that stuff is their own clothes that they brought from home that they all had to buy before they came out here, came out to the show. You aren't allowed to wear patterns. So if you notice any of them, they're not wearing like graphic t-shirts. They don't have any type of branding. They basically all are generally wearing basic colors. If there is a pattern, it's like skin, like snake skin or something like that. And um, the 
cast basic not the cast but the producers basically have to approve like your color schemes and the stuff that you are wearing so keep that in mind limo dresses have to be approved so when you do your first arrival like to the mansion and you're coming in your giant gown that has to be approved beforehand you can't just wear whatever you want uh i kind of mentioned this before but you have to pack 14 rose ceremony dresses so you have to come in with the mindset that you're making it all the way and you have to wear a different dress every single rose ceremony so we're talking about all these gowns that people have to wear. You have to make sure you have 14 of them and that you can bring all of them. And we're gonna talk about in a little bit, how many bags you're allowed to bring too, cause you can't bring your entire house with you. Um, which is crazy that someone would, that you would have to do that. Um, and that everyone has to take an STD test before they're approved to go on the show. So urine, blood sample to make sure you're totally clean, um, which, I, I feel like that's pretty fair. I mean, that should be fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, seems, seems valid. Right. I feel like I could see where some people would be like, that's a giant, like, invasion of my privacy. But at the same time, like, you're about to potentially have sexual interactions with another human and we want to make sure everyone's safe. Yes. Well, it's fair. Correct. Um, do you want to take the next couple? Yeah, sure. I'll do next few or so. Um, you On top of the STD test, you have to take a full-blown psychological evaluation to make sure they're good fit for reality television, which raises some questions about some of the people we've seen in the past. Um, won't name names. Uh Let's see what else. Of course, we knew this. This is obvious. Cell phones are taken. There's basically no contact with the outside world, obviously. And that's where you get drama from like last season where somebody leave, like when Alea leaves the show, comes back knowing everything. Um, right. And basically telling Peter a bunch of stuff, which like she shouldn't have known, which is not fair, which is why Peter's season annoyed me because so many rules were breaking. So many rules, like people would be sent home and then they'd come back or they would do this and they would do that. And it's like, you're breaking all the rules. Like it's super annoying. Um, yeah. Then we got music is banned. You can't listen to music, which is an interesting one. Um, no comment on there. You're just not allowed to listen to music. Uh, there's a two drink rule um, for... Uh, that was recently enforced in January of 2018. Um, you can only have two drinks per hour. Yes, two drinks per hour, which is interesting. And the last one before I turn it off to you, um, you're not allowed to interact off camera. Like Kaylee said, everything, every waking moment is filmed. Um, so if you're caught sneaking around, uh, you're probably getting some trouble. Who knows? We'll see. Yep. Uh, uh yeah, go ahead. And to continue that, like, actually, you aren't even allowed to go off mic. So you have to be wearing your mic at all times. Um, so everything that you say is being recorded. Uh, no one's allowed to eat the food. So before they go out on dates, they actually get room service delivered to their hotel room. They eat 
their dinner alone. And then when they go on their dates and there's food, they either fake eat it. Don't you like, you'll notice that they don't even eat it at all, especially like on the one-on-one dates on the traditional episodes, like they'll have like a plate in front of them at this table and neither one of them will eat a single bite of it. Um, you have to submit five to 15 pictures of yourself um, to get chosen to be on the bachelor or the bachelorette. You're forced to complete a 150 question personality test also, um, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Just to make sure that they think that they're picking good people that would pair up well. Um, yeah. It's basically like, it's like dating services, like where you have to fill out like a million questions to figure out if you're compatible with someone else. Um, you sign a contract agreeing to be filmed 24-7, which again goes back to every single interaction has to be on film. So you have to sign an agreement to make sure that you're always doing it. Um, eliminated contestants have to meet with a psychologist to make sure that the show didn't destroy you, basically. Um which is, I feel like it's kind of great that they do that. Um, yeah, I agree. And then the last one I want to talk about before I shift it back to Logan is every contestant has to meet with a private investigator. That one I found very interesting. I think it makes it makes so much sense because everything the private investigator probably picks up, he just tells the producers, which is why we had Chase Rice. This is why... Like, literally, it makes sense as to why so much, like, sorry, but Victoria P got, like, destroyed during Peter's season. Like, Chase Rice, that one girl that came out of nowhere, she wasn't called up by the producers to be there to say something to Peter, like an ex-girlfriend or something. Like, that was all found in those private investigations. Like, they, they know everything about you. Exactly. Moving on, there are some crazy ring rules. Uh, You don't own it. The show does, obviously. I mean, when does Peter get the chance while they're in Australia to go to a a K Jewelers and pick out a ring? Obviously, the show probably, I think what I heard is they they give you like an array of rings and you just pick the one you want or something like that. if you break up in less than two years, you 100% have to give it back. You cannot sell it. It is not your property. It is owned by ABC. Um, this is obvious. You forfeit the rights to your wedding. Um, ABC owns the rights to your wedding. Uh, so they control the guests, I assume. They control the, the food, the flowers, the cake. Everything is under their control. Um, you're encouraged to be very fit, which, um, I mean, obviously we haven't seen the biggest loser contestants on the bachelor. Um, I find, I think that would be awesome, but everybody, obviously everybody's a 10 on the bachelor. There's nobody that's, that's less than a nine really. Um, the contestants are forced to have girl chat, which, um, the same could go for on the bachelor out when guys are forced to you know, just have man-to-man conversations, I guess, with basically trying to stir drama. Could you imagine um, the producers just sitting down, two girls that don't want to talk to each other, so they're just not. And the producer's like, okay, come on now. You know what we talked about. You got to say something. You got to do it. (laughs) And they're both just like, why? (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. A couple more before I hand it over back to Kaylee. You can't read, similar to music. You're not allowed to read anything because it may be if magazines, stuff like that. Yeah, you can't can't get into anything that remotely resembles uh, pop culture. Um, and these next two kind of go together, so I'll hit them both. Okay, back to the read one. The yeah. one thing that you are allowed to bring, they're slowly think slowly allowing some books to come through, but of course you're allowed to have the Bible. Yes. And yes. so in previous seasons, there's been Bible studies that like wow. obviously are on camera, but are on film, but they don't put it on the show. But yeah. many, many seasons, especially when there's a lot of girls, they get together huh. and have Bible study. I did not know that. That's cool. Um, these two uh, go hand in hand. Um, you need permission to watch movies and uh, TV is also banned. Um, I know Brie, somebody, I think it was Trevor and Jamie that mentioned, you know, I think Natasha asked Trevor and Jamie what they did on their way to Vegas. And Jamie said they watched a movie. And I thought, huh, because I thought shit like that was banned, but it looks like they can get onto Netflix if they wanted to and watch something, or maybe they have like a, a list of DVDs that they give them and say, you can watch any of these or whatever. So yeah, movies and TV are out. Um, right. you're, back. you're allowed to watch some movies. It just has to be picked by the producer. Yeah. So the producers will be like, you're allowed to watch this movie. And that's basically it because based off of what this article says is that during some days, there's blackout days when the cast was allowed to rest and watch movies picked by the production team. So there's days where like there really wasn't any filming. There wasn't any dates. It was just everyone was just kind of chilling and yeah. the bachelor, the bachelorette wasn't around for whatever reason. So they just got to watch whatever the producers picked out for them. Um, you can't skip any dates. So you literally have to be dying and kicked off the show before you can skip a date. Um, sick, don't feel good, doesn't matter. You gotta go. Um, you have to deal with an insane packing list. So everything that the contestants wear, use, besides like food, drink, bedding, stuff like that, they have to bring themselves. So their makeup, they have to bring themselves. Their clothes, they have to bring themselves. Hair, stuff, so on and so forth. They all have to bring themselves. And the thing is they don't know where they're going. So you got to pack for cold weather. You got to pack for warm weather. You have to pack for it. You don't know um, where they're going to send you. So you had to pack athletic wear. And you only get three suitcases. So that was kind of where I was hitting at earlier. So think about it. You have to pack winter clothes, summer clothes, makeup, hair stuff, all those, all those gowns for all those rose ceremonies. And you only get three suitcases. Um, That's it. Literally, these ladies are like packing geniuses. Like they are the, yeah, that's insane. ABC pretty much owns you for twelve months. So once you sign onto this show, you're in it for an entire year. Um, can't leave. Um, you aren't allowed to say process, so you can't say like during this process, so on and so forth. If you do, they stop you and make you retape what you were saying, but say journey instead of process. Hmm. I do notice thinking back that they say you could make a drinking game out of how many times Peter said, thank you for being with me on this journey. Yep. Not allowed to say process. They encourage you to say journey and you can't go shopping. So if you forgot anything, you run out of anything, you basically are screwed. Um, if you, 
don't say you don't have something like deodorant that's like you like for your hygiene you need it um the producers will go buy it for you and then they'll come give it to you um but if you like ran out of eyebrow pencil or eyeliner or you one of like all your tops got ruined for some reason like it doesn't matter um you have to do your own makeup. So before they go on their dates, before all the ceremonies, things like that, they have to do their own makeup, which is kind of obvious. You can tell that they're not all, they don't all have the same makeup. Yeah. And things like that. Contestants have to share four showers. So they get four showers, um, which I mean, when you get towards the end, it's not too big of a deal. But when you have a house starting off with 30 girls, I mean, I guess they jump it down to 15 pretty quick, but they all have to share four showers. It's like being a freshman in college all over again. Right. Um, and then the last one before I switch it back to you, Logan, um, you aren't allowed to use the air conditioner. So it makes total sense. Like when you're watching episodes and seasons where people are like sweating, like you can see the moisture on their skin. It's because they're not allowed to use the air conditioning units. That's is, horrible. That's awful. Hate that. So... Moving on, these two go hand in hand as well. You can't use social media, obviously. You're not allowed to have your phone, therefore you probably won't have access to it anyway, but you're not allowed to go on social media, and you have to go private on Instagram and Twitter just in case Bachelor Nation gets a whiff of who's on the show and they're going to go and start digging up stuff. Uh, nobody gets approved um, because everyone is uh, on private. Um Cast members need to be at least 21 years old, uh, but they they need to be at least old enough to drink. Nobody under 21 is on the show, uh, which makes sense because alcohol is pretty much present in every scene that they're in, um, which makes sense. Um, this next one is interesting. I haven't even made it this far in the article. You can't run for office for at least a year. Um Applicants may not presently be a candidate for any type of political office um, for a year after the first broadcast of the last episode of which they appear, um, which is very interesting. Very interesting that they have that rule. Um, you have to be single when you apply. Uh, obviously, they don't want anybody going in there uh, that's in a relationship. Um, Go back to Hannah B. season where she had two boys that broke that rule. Yeah. We had the one guy during like the very first night where she basically dragged him out by his toes because she found out that he had a girl at home. And then Jed, who she ended up proposing to or having proposed to her, that basically had a girlfriend that he Ooh. broke up with or didn't think was so serious or what have you. Yeah. Along with the contract that you signed that says you get to be filmed, recorded, whatever, 24-7. Uh, also in that contract, there's a clause that says you're going to get humiliated. You're going to be, um, cut together in derogatory ways. You're going to be humiliated on TV. The producers are going to portray you in either dark or light ways. Be ready for it. Cause it's going to happen. The last one, before I switch it over to Kaylee for the rest of them, you can't turn down any extreme activities, which is, Skydiving, ice skate, parasailing, water skiing, pillow fights, scuba diving, rollerblading, basically anything that ends with an ING, you can't turn down. You got to do it. Even if it's like, I don't know, 
tiger wrestling. You got to do it if the Bachelor producers say that's the date. Um, so if they want to throw you out of a plane, they're going to throw you out of a plane. Um, take it away, Kaylee. You go ahead and you got the rest. Okay, so you have to go through a credit check because um, I guess if you're not financially stable, it doesn't look well, which is interesting. They probably should have did that for Love is Blind because – Yeah, Barnett. Yeah, poor, poor Amber. Yeah, Amber, daughter. sorry. Well, poor Barnett too because now he has to deal with it. Um, you have to prove that you aren't a criminal, that you don't have a criminal background, um, so on and so forth. You're not supposed to break up until the finale. Um, let's see. Interesting. So, yeah, if they broke up, they have to be super quiet. So after, like, the finale basically cuts. So, for example, Peter being with Hannah Ann. And obviously when that episode premiered, him and Hannah Ann were basically broken up. Neither one of them can mention yep. to anyone that they're broken up. Um, no spoilers allowed, um, which makes me wonder how Spoiler Steve gets all of his work. Um, contestants do all their own cooking, um, which is interesting. So they have to do all their cooking. They have to do all their laundry. You have to do everything that you do at home, except for when you go like on your dates. I think that they deliver food to you. Um, you can't date till the show airs. So after, so say like you don't make it that far and it's over, you're not allowed to date anyone else until it's been aired that you have been kicked off the show because it will give hints to everybody else. You have to get up insanely early. Um, let's see. They said that the group dates start at 9 a.m. and go until past midnight. So think you got to think that. about the four shower situation. And at the beginning of the seasons, 12, 13, 15 girls, you're getting you're getting up pretty early to get ready. Yes. And then the very last one, which is a little obvious, is you have to agree to a ton of press. So after you've either been presented to be the next bachelor or the ba next bachelorette. Like you can't tell good morning America that you're not going to be on their show. Like you have to. So you are agreed to do all of that and you are agreed to do that for three years. At wow. that point, three full years. Um, you have to agree to those presses. So, right. So it goes back to the fact that ABC pretty much owns you. Yep. For quite a while, um, if they if somebody comes at you, um, you basically got to do it. So, yep. and you basically uh, have to agree to. It says you also have to agree to take part in any special episodes of the show, like after the final rose or any reunions for the next three years. Hmm. Which <laughs> this girl says makes sense as to why Hannah showed up on Peter's season. Because yeah. producers are like, this will start some stuff. You have to come. Like, you yeah. aren't allowed to tell us no. So they basically own your life for three years. Keep that in mind. Well, that was awesome. There you go. That's a great way to end episode 112. Before I end it, just want to remind everybody that Prepped and Ready is a thing. They partner with us. It's a meal delivery company that services all of the metro Atlanta area. Check out the website, www.preppedreadymeals.com. 
I've thrown this at you the last month or so. Just use Binge 10 at checkout, B-I-N-G-E-1-0 for 10% off your order. And with that being said, that's it for 112. Follow Kaylee and I on Instagram, Kale's Tales, Logan Lewis 96, the binge, or sorry, just Binge Boys podcast on Instagram. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Once you're on Apple, though, do us a favor and scroll down and hit a five-star rating, leave a review, word of mouth, tell somebody. Kaylee's boyfriend's aunt listens to this. <laughs> Shout out to her. Tell Shout out to her. What's her name again? Her name is Kay. Kay, tell one of your friends that also watches The Bachelor to listen to this. Shout out to you, Kay. We'll put you up on the Instagram story. We'll give you a shout out. Shouts to Kay. Um, shouts to Kaylee's boyfriend. Shouts to the whole f- the crew. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel that you're watching right now if you're watching us. Hit the little bell so you know when we upload. Comment, like, subscribe. You know how it is. We'll get Benji to tune us out, and we'll see you next week for the finale of the episode. We will see when it airs, um, depending on the kind of episode format they go with. But, um, yeah, that's that's episode 112. We can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Go get your Taco Bell. If you could multiply something 50 times, what would that something be? Milkshakes? Minutes in the day? How about money? The Virginia Lottery's 50 times the money scratcher gives you 25 chances to win on each ticket. You could win up to $3 million playing 50 times the money. Yeah, multiplying money sounds like fun. No offense to milkshakes. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Everyday wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com.